From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. It is the opening day of spring football practice. It is uh, the day that all of the SEC men's basketball coaching hires have been completed, I think. I think they're all done. Might be forgetting one, but I'm pretty sure they're all in. I think they're all done. Okay, they're all done. Uh, baseball, it is another weather report day. It's the Rebels and Tigers are supposed to be playing autos on park tonight. It will depend on how badly they would like to get that game in, whether or not they get that game in today. No update as of 8.10 a.m. this morning. They play Memphis again tomorrow back here in Oxford for a 6.30 start for that one. And then the Rebels and the Volunteers this weekend and what is expected to be a pretty chaotic weekend here in Oxford and Lafayette County. So that and more coming up on today's show. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Still trying to give away $10. We do that by uh, you downloading the Exxon mobile app. You're taking a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. When you do that, 1,000 bonus points, and 1,000 bonus points equals $10 with any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. Lunch special is $5.69. Two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink for that. And stop in on your way to town this weekend again right there on Highway 6 West in Oxford and coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can chop it around. Or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. People at Clark Ford really want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662 662- 257-1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger or a po'boy, an appetizer, a beer, a full bar. A lot of stuff going on this weekend, obviously, with baseball and the NCAA tournament and all of that. those things. Be a great place to uh, make it a part of your weekend if you're coming up. So, again, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. Uh, so covered places to, uh, to to follow today. Uh, a couple of different things going on. Again, Ole Miss uh, starting spring football. Um, media ops today, Thursday. Practice viewing for media, but no op on Saturday. So and for the public. Good. And for the public. Okay, sorry. Saturday. Yeah, so, so, oh, wide open for everybody on Saturday. But no, so me, uh, I'll just clear this out now. So we'll we'll yeah. do it now. So this applies to all five weeks. Uh-huh. They practice on Tuesday mornings and on Thursday mornings. Those practices are closed to the public. Don't need to ask. They're closed. Saturday practices are always going to begin around noon. They're going to happen in the stadium, weather permitting. And if they happen in the stadium, they're going to be open to the public. I don't know where you can sit. I don't know what the rules are. I'm sure you'll find out when you get there, but it will be open to the public. Um, That's it. There you go. That's for the next five weeks. And then it will be over with the Grove Bowl, which is played at, I believe, noon on April the 23rd. And then that will mark the end of spring football. Tuesdays and Thursdays are closed to the public, it appears to be closed to the media as well. Yes. We will have post-practice um, stuff, I don't pre-arranged uh, media sessions where we will get to hear from the players that they want us to hear from. And then on uh, Saturday, we will have access to it in the same way that you do as the public, but there will be no interviews afterwards. So right. we'll come up with observations and such. So really there is no media on Saturday because you could be John Q and get the exact same thing. That so, is correct. Yeah. That is correct. They're op- okay. They open it up to everyone because that allows them to open it up to recruits. Correct, yes. Uh, give me three things not quarterback related that actually can get solved this spring. Solved? Or solved or pushed in the right direction oh. towards solving or question to be answered or however you'd like to phrase those key um, uh, I I think they've got to address wide receiver. Yep, they've got a bunch of guys that uh, have been in the program for a little while who have been sporadic in their production. Yep, I think they've got to figure out which of those guys they can depend on and which ones they can't, because they have a limited number of uh, spots available to them in the quote second portal, Correct. which is still the only portal. It's just you know it comes later. 
So, you know, how many of those spots do you commit to wide receiver uh, in an offense that you, you want to be explosive? Um, so I think that's one one big question. I think the other is uh, young offensive linemen. How many of those guys are ready or do you feel at the end of the spring are SEC caliber players who can help you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's got to be addressed because – that's from a roster depth standpoint over the course of the next 12 months. If guys can't help you, they probably need to kind of move along. Um, and then I guess the other would be, I'm just curious to see. It's the one thing that gets glossed over. Like people get excited about this football team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a really good football team. Mm-hmm. But we all focus so much on replacing Matt Corral that we don't ever really talk much about. How do you replace Sam Williams? Because dude was really impactful. He impacted games. He he made offenses speed up. He made quarterbacks uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a natural replacement for him on the roster. There's not one guy on the roster you go, oh, yeah, that's the guy. So I think it's, you know, the guys like uh, Clowney and Ivy and Cedric Johnson and those guys, do they, how much do those guys step up? Not where you figure out, can you go get another guy out of the portal? It's not that. But just do you have to amend the way you do your defense when you don't have a Sam Williams? And then the other one, you didn't ask for four, but here's the fourth. Um, Jeff Lebby's not there anymore. So it was his offense the last couple of years. And I know it was Lane Kiffin's offense, but it was Jeff Lebby calling plays, running practice, that kind of thing. He's not there, so you have a new face on offense. DJ Durkin's not there anymore. He's at Texas A&M. I know Chris Partridge was a co-defensive coordinator, but it always looked like DJ was more the system guy. Durkin yeah. was the guy running the practice, running the system. Well, he's not there, so how different do you look? Um, do you mm-hmm. go the same speed on offense, for example? Do you? And I, those are questions that I don't know the answers to. We'll see. Yeah, the defensive end thing is really interesting because you're probably not going to get another Sam Williams come out of nowhere. I mean, it almost looks like you know it's kind of a money ball deal in a way. Hey, how do we how do we get the how do we get the aggregate to all look the same at the end of the day? Well, he gets on base because that's kind of where Ole Miss is at a little bit from that position. You need Cedric Johnson to take the big step. Um, you see what you get out of the, 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 the kid from TCU. You just sort of put it together, yeah, that if you can run the same thing, if you can't run the same thing or what that looks like. Wide receiver is maybe, as you mentioned off the top, from an offensive standpoint, maybe the most fascinating because you lose so much production. You've got guys in that you kind of go, okay, we – think there's chances for this or that or yeah, whatever. Sure. I mean, as mission of the thread, I mean, Ole Miss still thinks there's a very good chance for Deion Smith should grades turn out. I mean, who knows, but he's not here right now. Um, Malik Keith is not here right now, you mentioned. So, um, yeah. Or at least, yeah. So, I guess point being, whatever it looks like in the passing game today is probably not what it's going to look like in the passing game in August. So, yeah. you're trying to create some continuity in different ways, but summer feels much more important than – spring when it comes to the passing game and offense and quarterback receiver continuity that comes with well, that. I don't know if you remember last spring, a lot of offensive guys were out. Yeah, that's right. And the offense was anemic Yeah, in the spring. And to the point that Kiffin was bored yeah. at practice. And there were people that were like, are, are you concerned? Or, no, I mean, not, not, I don't have my dudes. I'm, I mean, I'm not concerned. I mean, I'm not whatever. It's just that's the other thing. And I know this is not, not going to be popular, but – I've had people go, how come you don't do a lot of like off-season strength and conditioning stuff? And I'll tell you why. Because when I was covering Auburn back in the day, and early in my time here, if you talked to strength coaches, you'd always get bigger, faster, stronger. Everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. You never heard – I've never had a strength and conditioning coach yet. Yeah, you know what? A couple of these guys we really thought would make strides, but they didn't. Their bodies kind of stopped growing. It looks like we made some evaluation mistakes on how they might grow. And, um, yeah, they're not really stronger. Um, they're not really more flexible. I don't think they're going to be able to help us. So you don't get that. You get nothing but positive. Mm-hmm. And then the season rolls around, and the guys that were weight room warriors, it doesn't translate to Saturday. And now the fans say, you said, and it's like, I didn't say it. The strength and conditioning coach said it. But it becomes you said that Joe Schmo was going to be a great player because he was so much more explosive yeah, and then he's not. So I just 
kind of and some dudes are just combine warriors. They get bigger, faster, stronger, and you blow up, and then NFL draft every year. Yeah, it'll happen next month. I mean, there's a couple of Ole Miss guys that come to mind that I'm not going to call them out, even though they've been going for a long time. But I mean, you went, oh God, they are. They look. I mean, on the hoof. Here we go, and then yeah, couldn't do anything. So I just kind of wait and see, and and. On a spring like this one, do you pay more attention because there's more stuff? Yes. Absolutely. You pay more sure. attention. But is it make or break? Are you making your team in spring? No. Not even. And you still, you know, spring is still a time for coaches when they're like, they're excited and they get back out there with their guys and they get to look at some people. But in the back of their minds, like, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Because you don't want that injury in mid-April that is still lingering in October. So it's it's different. I mean, I I suspect there will be a, it'll be very similar to last spring, where on Saturdays it will be a controlled practice with a little bit of controlled scrimmage and maybe a little bit of live scrimmage, but they'll they'll keep that to a kind of a minimum. Now he goes hard in, in spring, and then he's a guy that because he'll ramp it back. Kiffin is a guy that that in uh, in fall camp they go hard. And then once the season starts, they back way off. So that's his mo. So it'll be, they'll, they'll, they're gonna, they've got some young guys. They've got to figure out what they are. And especially in today's age of the portal, and Kiffin's had a lot of success about the portal. He tweeted about the portal yesterday. Everything with he loves the portal, and and so the people that just don't. Sometimes I think they think it's being cute on his part. Sometimes I think he's just being transparent. He's basically saying, thank God for the portal. Yeah. And if you're a kid getting in, hey, over here. Yeah, we're over here. Hey, 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 hey. We're over here. We're going to check you out. And and it's, it's, you know, they're bringing some high school guys in on Saturday. I don't know how many, you know, I mean, we had this conversation the other day with some people, and it was like, hey, how many high school guys do you think they'll sign? I said 12. And someone goes, no, it's too too high. I was like, seriously? 12. 12. And it's too high. I mean, you're saying they might only sign eight, nine, ten high school guys? Yep. If they can have this kind of success in the portal, I think they'll continue to circle back to it. Especially because a lot of the guys, because what the portal does for you, and it's twofold, we've talked about this a lot, but it's worth repeating in the middle of this conversation, is you can get multi-year guys. You know, the one-year guys are important, but they're not as important as those multi-year guys. Yeah, sure. And then the other catch is, well, they've used their portal now. So they're locked into you, and you don't have to go, oh, God, what if he does this and it's a two-way door? No, it's a one-way door for the guys that have already used the portal, unless they're going to sit out for a year, and they don't have the eligibility for that most of the time. So well, you know, they, but you, you get them. You do bring in some one-year guys. That, yeah, sure. Like Chance Boy Brown's going to be a hell of a replacement. Yeah. Going to be needed. Chance Campbell stepped in and was was critical. Uh, there, yeah. M- Mason Brooks is walking in, taking over a tackle spot that allowed you to move Nick Broker inside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned Troy Brown. I mean, he's walking in, basically replacing Chance Campbell. I mean, if they see that that works, I think that becomes an easier path or a more effective path in a league that you don't. You don't get as much development time. I think the days of signing the guy that you go, hey, we're going to bring this kid in. We're going to redshirt him. Probably yeah. not yeah. Probably not going to play much as a redshirt freshman, but we really think he can be a backup as a redshirt sophomore and then be a two-year starter. I think those days are over. I really, I think you might accidentally stumble into some of that. But it's, that's going to take a certain personality from a kid. But what I'm saying is I don't think that's ever going to be the yeah. plan yeah. again. Like, that used to be the plan. Oh, yeah, we really like this kid. You know, he's only 18. We really think by the time he's 21, he's going to be a contributor. But it's self-fulfilling in a way, too, because if you're only bringing in guys who you expect to compete you know, compete immediately to be to that level and transition that quickly, and then they don't, well, their mindset is not, hey, I'm going to go redshirt, I'm going right. to go sit, I'm going to be an apprentice, and I'm going to learn. No, I'm getting out. Hey, th- this didn't work. Right. You didn't do something to help me. Hence, right. I'm going to transfer over here. Right. So even on the kids' side, you don't have the same mentality that would be required to do that. This was talking to another SEC position coach, not at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. who said it changes the way we coach. The portal changes the way you coach in the spring. Because back in the day, you'd bring in that development guy, and spring was big. So I, I don't even remember what I was saying. I mean, it, it's I, I was talking to a coach about SEC stuff, and – he just said, you know, 
back in the day, you had that development guy that you could really push in the spring. Mm -hmm. And now you have to be really careful when you push in the spring. Because if you push too hard on a guy that's not playing and you ride his ass, well, he just jumps in the portal. Because they're kids and they're, they they see everybody else getting in the portal and the portal working for people and they get in the portal and they bolt and then you don't have them anymore. Well, I mean, some of the thing there though is it, that's creating like you almost have to recruit to a certain mentality then, don't you? Because the, the the other side of that is okay. Well, if I know I can't get on a kid, like if I'm because it's not even necessarily coaching differently, it's coaching softer. It's maybe not pushing. It's maybe not getting guys to the, pe- the the spots that they need to be. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's lots of there's elements to that where you almost then have to recruit only certain kids that can be coached in that way because otherwise you're just not even maxing out potential at all. I mean, not to get into a, oh God, you know, today's generation solved. That's not really my point. My point is though, if you're coaching that differently and you're coaching in a way that is that that much of a change from the previous way with it, that coaches used to do it where they sure. felt like they were maximizing kids' sure. potentials and expectations, well, then suddenly that's a whole different ball of wax. It is. It's completely different. It's it's There's good and bad, but then he changed. And there's good things about the portal, and, and there's things about the portal that are going to force coaches to change the way they approach their programs. So, anyway, I, I just think that, you know, coaching is different. It, it's really fascinating all the way around. I mean, the, the tentacles and the tributaries that are coming off – the portal, what it means for coaches, programs, players, how it's changing relationships, recruiting. I mean, it, it's it's fascinating one of those days where we're still so in the infancy of it that we're not going to know for a while. I mean, it's going to be five, ten years before really we get a complete handle on what it means for every program. I mean, somebody asked in the thread a little while ago before we had some some video issues, internet issues, uh, you know, does it change Lane Kiffin's desire to be in Oxford? I mean, Lane Kiffin could be doing this in any school. You know, I, I don't know that there's any – there's no special thing necessarily about Ole Miss from an administrative or a network-wide standpoint that, that helps with the portal. Um, but it just shows you that coaches, the ones that are going to be successful, are going to find the best method for their program, for what the – you know, Kiffin called it free agency or the NFL-related model. And you have a lot of different options for how to bring in and accumulate players and for – for for Lane, it's going to be wherever he is for that to be the best case for that, as every coach should be as we uh, as we get to that point. So anyway, yeah, I don't put a lot of stock into what it means one no, way or the other for Kiffin. Know. I don't I don't think it means that Kiffin's staying at Ole Miss longer. I don't think it means that Kiffin is is leaving Ole Miss earlier. I, yeah. I don't. I, I just, if he's at Alabama, he'll recruit more high school kids. I mean, I, yeah, you yeah, sure he. Whether, he recruits the best kid he can get in whatever means it takes to get that. He very clearly views the portal as the best way to accumulate elite talent at right. Ole Miss. Yeah, sure. So, anyway, all right, we'll we'll uh, we'll move on in a second. Before we do that, I will tell you about uh, Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. I've been telling you about them for a, uh, a very, very long time. Located in Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga, a leader in condo financing, the flow down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. I'm going to fly through a few of these today. If you're an advertiser, I apologize. We will make it up to you down the road. We're having all sorts of connectivity issues as we do this. Uh, brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm, 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, they got a lot to offer, sand rings, grass rings, uh, miles of wooded trails. They uh, beginner lessons. They've got uh, lessons, boarding, sales, all of that. If you want to learn more, contact Bowers Cone, B-O-W-E-R-S, Cone, the number one, at gmail.com, or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. They're based out of Chattanooga. They're a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. To get in touch with them, call Daryl Oliver, 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Uh, They're devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. If you want to learn more about Invisalign, uh, call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. It's 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available as well at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue's uh, the host of the Peyton Chatney Show, also the Mason Brooks Show. Hopefully Peyton and I are going to be taping uh, a little later this week, maybe as early as today, depending on the weather. Uh, the Rogue's the place to go for uh, your uh, fine men's clothing 
Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's something for everyone at the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. Also, uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist. Yesterday, I was telling you about if you're looking for a job, Service Specialist is the way to go. Also, if you're um, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialist can help you too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that Service Specialist sends to you. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up for you on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, condos, land, commercial, residential, family homes. You can reach Whitney at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Prime Shrimp's excited to announce the release of their fourth flavor at PrimeShrimp.com. It's garlic herb butter, probably the most versatile offering yet. You can take the shrimp and the garlic butter sauce, pour it over pasta, rice, veggies, serve it up some shrimp scampi, surf and, top, surf and turf a crop atop a steak as well. So check out their offering of two simple seasonings also, signature Louisiana shrimp bowl, and two sauce offerings with that and French Quarter Alfredo. Again, PrimeShrimp.com, money back guarantee. And code MPW gets $20 off your first purchase. Uh, let's see. So men's basketball. Again, we're doing this with very little internet, so apologies for the, for it today. We're trying to get you a show. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. The SEC uh, finished off their hires for men's basketball. You've got six job changes, five new coaches inside the league. Obviously, Mike White jumping from Florida to Georgia. And then uh, the other five new coaches coming to the SEC. Todd Golden from San Francisco. He is at Florida. Matt McMahon coming from Murray State to LSU. And interesting layers. He kind of chose the Tigers over the Gamecocks. Uh, Chris Jans, New Mexico State at Mississippi State. Dennis Gates, the coach at Cleveland State to Missouri. Replacing Conzo Martin. And then, speaking of South Carolina, Lamont Paris gets done last night. The head coach at Chattanooga. So, um, really... Somewhat of a who's who of the the Cinderella, the smaller programs, and the NCAA tournament. I tell you what, what's interesting to me, and it's a little, it's not exactly fair because obviously these teams had really good seasons. They had, um, they won their conference tournaments. They've been successful. These are coaches who have been successful. But getting to the tournament is such a deal for new coaches mm-hmm. to get to another deal where. You could lose in your conference championship game a couple times and not yep. have a shot in hell. And then you get this because I mean what, the one that frankly sticks out the most is it appears to be like this internet guarantee that and I don't know the guy's name I can't remember it, the guy at St Peter's he's headed to Seton Hall as their next coach and at no point St Peter's has gone on a magical run they beat Kentucky they hold off Murray State but from reading guys they were at a really bad I mean that program is really bad even inside their conference the Mid Atlantic I think or whatever whatever it's called. Um, they were not the best team at, frankly, much of any point of the season inside their conference, and then him parlaying that into another job at some point. It's it's just kind of fascinating how one week, ten days, overtakes so much other things that happens when a coach is trying to jump up to a higher level. No question. It's it's all about March. Um, what's interesting, It's a little scary, though. Like yeah, it's, 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 well, it leads to mistakes. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing in the NFL, where all the decisions that are made are in March and April, and those are mistakes because – Football's not played in March and April. Um, it struck me, with the possible exception of Georgia saying, hey, let's I'm, we're going to hire somebody who knows the league. We're going to gamble that he can come here and mm-hmm. get going. You know exactly what you're getting with Mike White. Yeah. That, for the league that does this, it just means more. No attempt to go poach a Power Five. Hey, I'm going to go find somebody who's been winning in the Big Ten. I'm offer them a bunch of money and get it done. That doesn't happen. Was it like South Carolina? Like, they didn't even really take the step to go, like, try to grab Boynton. Well, you know? and, and like, Mississippi State's going to pay Jans around 2 4. That's what I've heard. Okay. Uh, I've heard Gates is getting about 2 4. Um, so the. What's happening in football with salaries isn't happening in basketball. Um, you know, where they go, hey, pay whatever. 
There appears to be a, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, And look, I like Lamont Paris. If you watch this Chattanooga team, they're good. But is that a sure thing at at um at South Carolina? No. Um, Todd Golden is considered a, a hot young coach. Sure. I think Strickland kind of has a reputation for liking to be the smart guy in the room and, and make the smart hire. And, and I don't mean that as a criticism of Scott. I just think that's kind of his reputation. And, um, you know, maybe that'll work. Maybe he will come in there. and But it, he kind of feels like another Mike White. I know that they're mm-hmm. trying to go get another Billy Donovan. But, but okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, it just makes you wonder. Like, you're Florida and you have all this money. Why, you know... No one tries to go poach a Jay Wright, for example. And maybe that's because you simply can't. Maybe they do try and there's no traction. It just feels odd to me. That- Is it because coaches have any semblance of job security? Go, nope, I'm just going to hang in here. It might In be. basketball more than other sports? And it might be that a lot of these coaches that are at basketball schools, if you will, look at the SEC and go, I know what that is. I know what that is. It's a football league. It's all the NIL money's going to go to football. I'm not going to be able to get traction. Yeah. Hey, they're better, but. Uh... And yet, you look at like Auburn, with, and Auburn is unquestionably a football school. Sure. And you look at the excitement that they've been able to generate over the course of years. It wasn't just this year, over the course of years with Bruce Pearl. Went to a Final Four. This year, they were regular season champs. Um, it, it's, it strikes me as just odd that nobody else tries that, mm-hmm. that you look at kind of what works and nobody else tries that. Like I was surprised that nobody in the SEC made a real run at uh, Sean Miller. Yeah. Who apparently is hireable. He's going back to Xavier. Yeah, yeah, Um That nobody said that's the route we're going to go. Carolina kicked the tires on him. Yeah, they, no. they kicked him. And I don't know what happened there. Maybe Sean Miller told him, I'm not coming to South Carolina. I, I, I don't know. But he's back in coaching, so obviously compliance people looked at it and said it's fine. Sure. They've, they have ruled out a show cause for him. He's not going to get okay. a show cause. Um, it might get some recruiting restrictions like Pearl did, but you can work your way around those. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. I thought, I thought, I thought the hires were somewhat underwhelming. I, Chris, well, they're all fairly underwhelming because I mean, it's all. Jans is a good coach. Here's going to be the thing. Here's what's going to be interesting, especially with McMahon and Jans. They have players on their teams. Sure. Do they bring those players with them? Because that's the rumor at both places. Also, what kind of staffs can you put together? This is going well, to that's be the question. This is going to be the issue because, frankly, it's Kermit's issue. Mm-hmm. For the people that like you guys won't talk about hard things, and yep, yep. That the question with Kermit's staff is: Are there enough guys on his staff who are super connected D one recruiters? That's the question that people have out there. Not about how good of a coach people are. Not about how good of a person people are. In fact, nobody questions that. It's how connected are they from a recruiting standpoint to recruit coast to coast. And that will be the question for um, Lamont Paris at South Carolina. Can you put enough people on your staff who can go get guys, who can go work the portal, who can work the AAU circuit, who can bring in enough players for you to be competitive in the league? That'll be the question. And I don't know the answer. And then also with McMahon, does he bring some of his players from Murray? Do they come to LSU? Does – the, and I can't think of the kid's name, the kid that was a stud for them uh, against Connecticut and Arkansas did a really good job on him on, on Saturday night. But the big scorer for New Mexico State, who's a dangerous offensive player, the rumor is he's going to transfer to Mississippi State and play for Jans there. So does he bring players? Because if he does, if you bring players with you, well, you get off to a good start. And that's where the transfer portal is is also another, we talked about it with football, it's another weird element of the transfer portal that some people want to put legislation in that says you can't take your players. I would be vehemently opposed to that. Anything that restricts players that doesn't restrict coaches, I'm against it. Were you at all surprised that McMahon would take LSU over other programs that wanted him? 
a little, but I'd love to know the money. I'd love to know what promises were made. And the assurances have to come in contractual basis. Well, like you're not going to trust them to go, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. you got six years. Well, yeah, like, but, or do you have an out clause yeah. that if the NCAA things were super bad, you can walk? Because he's highly thought of. I mean, he can go get another job. And if he's going to get six, seven years to build that program the way he wants to, it's a great gig. Yeah, because, I mean, literally, it's almost like a damn high school baseball prospect. Just wake us up in three years and let's yeah. see what's going but on. But are you going to be, you know, what's your scholarship limitation going to be? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be, you know, they're going to take five scholarships from you where you're crippled? Yeah. Or is it just going to be one scholarship? I don't even think he's super concerned about postseason. Like, if they got a one-year postseason ban, okay, cool. I mean, you recruit yeah. past. They start kind of. Working on where you go from there. But is it going to be a two-year postseason ban? Is it going to be a three-year postseason ban? I have no idea. I mean, those are things that if I'm him. Because two does affect recruiting yeah. substantially. Well, if you're one, you just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of hit a pause button here. Mm-hmm. We're going to work through. We're going to navigate through this one year. And then with the portal, you bring in guys and boom, you're back. I mean, maybe you go recruit some high school guys. Whatever, have a have a funky year, and then you know with the with the way the portal is, and you're LSU, and you've got resources, you can you can get back in a hurry. But yeah, I was surprised at that one. I mean, you look at what happened if you if you take an educated guess at what's going to happen to LSU in the port in, to LSU in the NCAA process, unless LSU firmly believes that Will Wade's going, Will Wade and Bill Armstrong are going to take the hit. Mm-hmm. And if LSU believes that, and they convinced McMahon of that, okay, it's a gamble you take. Yeah, and again, in, in, a, in a vacuum, LSU's a better job than South Carolina. Oh, but not even in the same stratosphere all day long. But if LSU's going to be crippled, it's not a good job. I know nothing about Dennis Gates. Nothing about really. And Missouri is that program that is so sort of stuck in the twilight zone a little bit on what they kind of thought they were versus what they've been versus what they can be. I mean, yeah. what do you kind of even get from Gabe? Like Missouri is a program. What are they? Confused. They thought they were going to be close to a basketball school. They're frustrated. Um, there's people over there that are frustrated with the administration. Okay. There's coaches there who are not thrilled with the ad at all okay um there's a little bit of a power struggle going on there that's a it's a kind of a it's not a particularly healthy athletics program at mizzou right now so the gates hire he's fine he's a good coach he did a good job at cleveland state but Missouri fashions itself, and I think, and I think there's reason to believe that they're they're right because there was there was a time that Missouri was a really strong basketball program, and all the pieces are there to be a really strong basketball program. There, there people like basketball. You've got uh, a pretty big population. St. Louis is a basketball city, sure. produces a lot of basketball players. Um. There's every reason to believe, if you're a Missouri fan, that you should be good at basketball consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you just looked at resources, you'd say Missouri's one of the top five or six jobs in the SEC. But for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to do it. And I don't know, the Gates hire is kind of underwhelming. Unless yeah. unless he can put together a staff at Mizzou that can allow them to recruit in a different way. And maybe he can. I, I don't know. But I'm surprised Missouri didn't go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go. We're going to go poach somebody from the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12. We're going to spend some money in this. We're going to show people that we are serious. And they just don't appear to be they, – they, they don't appear to be ready to make that level of commitment. And and they've got a football coach over there that everybody makes fun of. I'd say, so then what are they committed to? I don't because know. Because the answer is nothing well, right Because I don't think Eli Drinkwitz thinks they're particularly committed to football. And they spend less on softball and baseball than everybody else. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think there's so that's an interesting place to follow because I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm speaking out of school here, but I I don't think Drinkwitz feels like he's gotten everything out of the vehicle that he was told he would get when he rolled yeah, it off sure. the lot. Yeah, sure. I think he's been like you told me this had didn't it? Where, where, where there's no nav system. I mean, there's there's yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I think he's. But you told me this out of sunroof. Yeah. There's no sun, I don't see it. I, I think there's some frustration on his part with, with that job. Everybody makes fun of him 
the struggles there, the more that I talk to people beyond just Gabe, the I think some of the struggles there are not directly attributed to Eli Drinkwitz. I think a lot of it is attributed to Mizzou's infrastructure and commitment level. And I think you sort of see that in what is a not particularly exciting hire. Dennis Gates is fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with Dennis Gates, but does that do anything to get people excited? How's he significantly better than Conzo? Yeah. Well, it's an offshoot of kind of what you were talking about on they all sort of made the same hire in a way. And I've got, I've got a point on that. We'll get to that in a second. First, I'll back to Johnston Hill Creamery. Small batch artisanal cheese and fermentation, charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and more. They make all their cheese locally and in-house. They're on a white oak lane off Molly Bar in Oxford. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com. Follow them on their Instagram page at Johnstagram, Johnston Hill Creamery. And 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. If you're coming up this weekend, check out OPA. It's Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. A delicious menu, euros, kebabs, wraps, redfish, lamb chops, Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. 306 South Lamar in Oxford, just south of the Square Courthouse. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John is a part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with John. He can uh, help you create a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. All you have to do is just give him some parameters and a budget. He'll do the rest. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, Pinnacle is home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them and they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. We're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, same um, same products, same services, same people, just different names. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222, right there on South Lamar in Oxford, or with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month. And take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with G&M. Again, 662-236-2222. Yeah, point being, they all, I mean, you have a lot of different tiers of jobs here. You have, I guess, Florida and LSU were the best jobs. Probably Mississippi State after that. Georgia and South Carolina at the bottom. Missouri, wherever we want to decide to put them, depending on what the Tigers want to be. Um, You could put all these names in a hat, and you could draw them out. And there's not a single one where I go, wow, that school got one that the other ones couldn't to some degree. I mean, I get that they've all had somewhat different levels of success, and it's a little unfair because they're all smaller schools and moving up other than Mike. But there's no pecking order there. They literally just went from the same pool and grabbed a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And it's really weird when you're talking about teams that have won, you know, been to, LSU's been to multiple Final Fours. Mm-hmm. Florida has two titles in the last 15 years. I mean, whatever. And they all just hired the same coach. It's 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 weird, is what it is. It's almost like groupthink. Yeah. Nobody. Texas went and got Chris Beard. That's I what mean, I mean. Like. That's what I mean. No, we're here. We go. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I mean, if I told you Lamont Paris went to LSU and Todd Golden went to Mississippi State, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're going to take those jobs because of the money. Yeah, you get so out people, of the place you're at. I had someone ask me yesterday, why do you think Ole Miss is a good job? Like, Because they pay more than $3 million a year. I mean, the people that – like, well, but but there's no but. If you're a charismatic, personable guy and you're going to make that kind of money and you come down and invigorate people the way Bruce Pearl did, you could win. you got to be people, though. you got to mm-hmm. be very, very dynamic. 
and on all the time. On all the time. Eric Musselman, Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Frankly, even Cal out of Kentucky to some extent. To some I mean, degree. Yeah. I mean, I get it's different, but. I mean, the one that frankly doesn't, from that type of guy who does who does a good job without being that guy is Rick Barnes. He's a little more yeah. methodical. I mean, Cal had taken Memphis to within a free throw of a title. Okay. So, you know, I mean. UMass was in the Final Four. Yeah, Cal was different. Cal had a different resume than n- nothing against Golden or Paris. Or, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I mean, you know, John Calipari was. That was t- a big deal. Big deal. I don't know. I just That's fascinating to me that nobody goes, you know what, I'm going to go poach a Big Ten coach here. I'm going to hire somebody from someplace that, that's won, that's been to the tournament, that knows how to do it, and we're going to get rolling. And it might be because, and again, those people might look at it and go, y'all won't do it in the SEC. Yeah. You're so committed to football that you won't commit to the other. But Bruce, or even think that, hey, it's, yeah, it's cute right now. Y'all are really trying. But, but hey, is that a long-term yeah, deal? Yeah. Bruce Pearl says, hello. Yeah. These mean nothing special. Before. I mean, shit, Alabama, as committed as they are to football, they're fully committed to basketball right now. Well, that's true. I mean, they are. Yeah, Nate gets what he needs. Yeah, I mean, 100%. They're building a new arena and stuff. They're, they're going to do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, and no one is more committed to, to football than Alabama. They had the kid go on the portal yesterday. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Um, Quinterly. Jaden Quinterly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, this means absolutely nothing prior to tomorrow when Matt Corral will throw at his pro day in Oxford tomorrow afternoon. We'll have coverage of that around 2 o'clock, I think, is what it, what that is. Um, but mock draft today from ESPN, he is back into the first round going to the uh, Detroit Lions with the 32nd pick. So Matt would like to move up out of that spot, I have a feeling, from the Lions at 32. Yeah, I just think he'd like to move up, period. Yeah. His, Wednesday's a big de- big day for him, obviously. Uh, a lot of quarterback movement in the NFL over the last uh, few, few days. Um, the Saints resigning Jameis. Matt Ryan going to the Indianapolis Colts for basically a hamburger. Um, that will be interesting, won't it? Because yeah. a lot of stuff's there in Indy for them to be good if he can come in and be good. Yeah. is it, I mean, frankly, Indianapolis is counting on, is it? Bless you. Is it kind of like Matthew Stafford in a way? And now, look, Matt Ryan is not Matthew Stafford. But is it more of an Atlanta problem than a Matt Ryan problem? Yeah, I think they're wanting to see can he come in and, and um, do a little bit more than manage the offense. Mm-hmm. Manage the offense and make a few plays. Because everything else is kind of in place. They can really run the football. They're, they're, they're solid on defense. And there's a lot of people that are around the NFL that think the Colts are closer to a Super Bowl than mm-hmm. – and some people think I, I'm not necessarily one of them, but um, that, that's interesting. Atlanta very clearly going to punt mode. Yeah, they have they have signed Marcus Mariota at this point. Yeah, they're, that, oh. that was a white flag. They're hey, we're out. Who's in this next draft? Huh? Yeah, we're going. But you know, if you want to get up at the top of the draft, you got to suck. Tom Brady now the longest tenured quarterback in the NFC South. Wow. I thought for the Saints that was as. They thought they were getting Deshaun Watson. They thought they were getting Watson. Here's the he thing takes, about Watson. What if Watson gets an eight-game suspension? I'm, I'm, but it, Okay. But at this point, what tells you he is? Nothing. He was cleared of criminal charges. He was, but there's stuff. Oh, I didn't say he's innocent. I said he was cleared of criminal charges. But Hence, they, from an NFL standpoint, at what level have they ever shown that they give a crap unless it is on video? Do you wonder what Trevor Bauer must think at this point? Well, no, that's a good point. If Trevor Bauer looks at this and goes, no, wait, I, I want to see what happens here. Trevor Bauer basically has sat a season, is suspended now. They've already announced there will be no charges. And don't get me wrong, I'm not defending Trevor Bauer. Yeah, yeah. But if the standard is, well, there's no criminal charge, and I know the two leagues are opposite of one another. They're not the same league. Football, NFL, and Major League Baseball are not run by the same people. I get it. But it's fascinating. And I'm curious to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I will say this. Deshaun Watson's deal proves for anybody who ever wondered, because there's been an ongoing debate sure, that's centered around Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the NFL's this, the difference. No, no, no. If, if, if the NFL believes you can win, that you can impact winning, they will look the other way on anything short of murder. 
I mean, 22 women are not all lying. Yeah. Now, there might be some exaggeration. But that's an overwhelming number. There might be something, but but 22 women are not conspiring to tell a lie. But clearly, the Cleveland Browns believe he will not face a long suspension. Yes. And well, and if and they clearly think that even if he does, he's their quarterback of the future moving forward because they guaranteed the whole contract. They did. Yeah, he has a salary weird thing this first year. Was one if, million. Yeah, if he's suspended, <laughs> well, yeah, it's one million dollars for the first year. Yeah, in case he's suspended. In case he's suspended, he'll lose whatever percentage of one million. But the rest of the backloaded contract it's is guaranteed. all guaranteed. And he's not going to be suspended more than yeah, it's most a huge contract. Most NFL people believe that the suspension at its lengthiest will be six weeks. Well, I mean, it's it's just the NFL in general, like you said. It this if you if you are worth the trouble, you are worth the trouble. Period. That, yes. that is what it. Like, yes, it was the Colin Kaepernick thing. Not to get on that subject because I have no interest for it today. But if he is. If, if the NFL viewed him physically as Deshaun Watson, he'd still be in the league. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's it is it is it is a seesaw of how good are you and how much trouble are you, and it's, which it's one it. is higher than the other. That's it. Period. The reason that, that that Colin Kaepernick's not in the league today is they look at it and go, okay, if we brought him into our franchise, does he help more than he hurts? Does he impact winning? Yeah. And if the answer is well, maybe, and then the next guy goes, okay, well, how much? Well, not that much. He's if you rank him, where does he rank? I don't know. He's like 17th, 18th, 20th. Okay, that's not good enough. Yeah. Now, what's it going to bring? Oh, it's going to be national. The national media is camped outside of our facility for the better part of weeks. Mm-hmm. It means that every game we play, this is going to be a storyline. That everybody in our franchise, these reporters are going to be in the locker room asking about this. It's going to become a divisive issue. Why? Because you have a football team that has, what, 60 players, mm-hmm. give or take? 53 on a roster, right? But you have some guys in the yeah, locker sure. and they're yeah, on yeah. taxi squads yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Well, all of those players don't come from the same background. They yeah, don't sure. all think the same way politically. They don't all have the You can s- find whatever quote you want to find. They don't all have the same life views. They yeah, don't all sure. vote for the same candidate. They don't all view social issues exactly the same. So it's going to become a fractious mm-hmm. thing inside the locker room. And then you look and go, is that worth it? Hell no, it's not worth it. Now, flip. Deshaun Watson, are there going to be people inside the Cleveland Browns locker room that are like, man, this guy's a creep? Yes. But where does Deshaun Watson rank on quarterbacks? Well, boss, he might be third, fourth best in the in the world. Does he, does he impact winning? He does. A lot, probably a lot, probably makes us a playoff contender. He's good enough to win playoff games. He took the Texans to the playoffs. Okay, is it going to be a distraction in our locker room? It, it will at first. Um, yeah, there will be some guys, whatever. But if he starts winning, winning typically cures all. And it might be distasteful for some of our fans, but before you know it, they'll kind of get on with it. Raldus Chapman. Yeah. We'll move on. Yeah, it's probably worth it. That is literally the calculus that is done. Is that right? Is that wrong? Tim Tebow, who doesn't have any of the – but people said this guy's an, he's, 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 he's an issue. He's a people. People are going to talk about him. Is is he a good quarterback? He's not. He doesn't impact winning. In fact, he's he he probably is a net negative on the field. Well, then he's definitely not worth it. Yeah. And that's why he's not in the league today. It's not complicated. So it's, it's why when people like me kind of push back on the Kaepernick thing, it's if Colin Kaepernick had Joe Brady or or. Lamar Jackson's skill set, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, or Lamar Jackson's skill set, he'd he'd be in the league today. People might be like, "Hey, man, is there any way just this just this one week?" Aaron Rodgers could have said damn near anything, and the Packers weren't going to go. You know what? We're going to cut you. We're we're out. Well, and Rodgers created a distraction yeah. this uh-huh. last year with all the all the vaccine stuff. I mean, it was a problem. It was a constant thing that brought that topic into the locker room. But it was worth it because they were winning. And they viewed it and said, okay, well, if he weren't here and Jordan Love was our quarterback, are we are we a Super Bowl contender? And the answer is probably not. Are we a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers? Yep, we are. Okay, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's calculus. Can you help us win? Yeah. And if you do things that are potentially criminal or obviously terrible, hey, what do people know about it? How much is it going in? And then... 
frankly, like I said, I mean, is it on video? Was it because I, I could be wrong here, but didn't this have to split out the Ray Rice thing? Wasn't he like punished and then once he came out on video, punished again for the same thing? Yeah, and again, not defending Ray Rice, but it's it's the one thing that Deshaun Watson probably doesn't have to worry about. What killed Ray Rice was, and again, don't don't get me wrong, I'm not defending Ray Rice in yeah, any I mean, shape, look. form, or fashion. <laughs> yeah. But when the video came out and it was where you couldn't gloss over it, mm-hmm. he was done. With Watson, there is an element of he said, she said. And now that the prosecutors have said there's not enough evidence for us to prosecute, well, that's even another mm-hmm. step towards moving on from it. Yeah, The civil suits and stuff will come out. But if, if nobody can see it or hear it where it's unavoidable, Anybody can kind of gloss over it and say, well, we don't really know what exactly happened in that room. And maybe this is a money grab. And that would be what people will say. And, you know, and if, if of these 22, if, if a couple of them get picked apart in a civil deposition, that'll even factor more. But if there was a video of him essentially assaulting one of the masseuses, it's over. Yeah. But sure. apparently, my guess is that Cleveland. Cleveland gets a lot of criticism for their comment about we did an extensive investigation. I'm I'm guessing that part of that extensive investigation was, is there any video anywhere of anything? There's not? Okay. Because if there is, we need to see it. It's just real conversation. I mean, that's that's what... Yeah, because he's going to be the face of your franchise. And then they said, you know, we need a grown-up which was a derogatory shot at Baker Mayfield, who is now the odd man out. And you're starting to wonder, does Baker Mayfield find a home? Sure he does, right? I I guess, but you're running out of places where Baker Mayfield can go. Because Atlanta didn't go, oh, okay, sure. No, Atlanta went and got Mariota. New Orleans said, okay, you know what? We wanted Deshaun. We'll bring Jameis back. Uh, Indianapolis said, you know what? We'll, We'll trade for Matt Ryan. And look, there will be still these same teams are going to take these quarterbacks as as rookies. But it's also showing they don't really love any of them. We're, right. we're just going to take the dudes that are already so in the league. So I'm curious to see what Seattle does because Russell Wilson's gone, but they have Drew Locke, and they appear to go, hey, you know what? We're going to draft a quarterback and let Drew Locke play for a year. We sort of have figured out this probably our window is closed for a minute. we got to reopen a window. They still think the Saints and the Steelers are probably going to take a quarterback. Yeah, but they went and got yeah, their – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but we got our now quarterback. Yeah, we have a now quarterback. We'll go draft a quarterback. And if you're, yeah, because if you're New Orleans, you look at Jameis and go, hey, if he rejuvenates his career here, awesome. If he doesn't, he's a place setter or a placeholder. Yeah, I should their say. issue is that they still kind of are in their window a little bit. And it's sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, that's why they wanted Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Cleveland play, paid, by the way, an incredible price. I mean, yeah, I think Deshaun was trying to choose between New Orleans and Atlanta, and he went, "Hold on, Cleveland's interested, and they'll pay what?" Yeah. Oh, I, and then the and then the and then the the uh, Browns found out. I mean, the Texans found out that hey, the Browns will pay that. Oh, in picks. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Because we suck. So. Yeah. Who's their quarterback now? Without being completely wrong, is Davis Mills there? I think so. Okay. And they, they like him enough to roll with him another year, I think. Okay. Because, again, they have no shot. No. Right, you're not competitive. I mean, in the AFC? My God. Only one AFC team gets to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you can make cases now for Kansas City, for Buffalo, Buffalo for Cincinnati, for the Chargers, hell, for the Raiders. But say, so, yep, and you, you, can, you can kind of squint your eyes a little bit, but you can get there. Some people would say Texans. I'm not Texans, Titans. Yeah. Some people would say Colts. It's a bunch of good teams. So if you're not good, punt. Yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, it's no point. And that's not even bringing in, I mean, good franchises. You know, I mean, Baltimore's not going to suck. No, I, I, mean, well, they, I think Baltimore would say, hey, we still think we're a contender. Mm-hmm. It's going to be odd for Pittsburgh to look up and go, you know what, we're Probably for the first time in a long time, we're really not, not a contender right yeah, now. I kept, well, it's kind of when you're going through teams, I kept wanting to say their name and I stopped. Yeah. I went, no, not really. Yeah. That's not where they are. You know, Denver wants to be a contender and I don't think they are right now. Um, it's amazing how that, but anybody who questioned whether this was a quarterback league mm-hmm. and then in the NFC, 
It's wide open. NFC's wide open. There's not a great team in the NFC East. No, you can... I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing the Dallas thing anymore. They don't win playoff games. Uh, Green Bay's still good, but for whatever reason, they're having a trouble winning a playoff game. The NFC West is loaded with the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals. NFC South is... I mean, I guess it's Tampa, but Tampa's an old team. It's them, but... Carolina's, the Saints are kind of like the Raiders. You got to kind of squint and do some things and kind of sort of think it. I did think the Saints last season, before Jameis got hurt, were starting to look like a pretty good team. They were built on defense. He had his moments. They, oh, he has a they big beat arm. Tampa Bay and Green Bay. He I has mean, a big they, arm. Yeah. And when he got hurt, obviously he went to hell because they they, yeah. they they were so limited on what they could do offensively that that doesn't work in the NFL. Yeah. But I mean, they were going to make the playoffs with for sure. Just nothing for sure. Yeah. And defensively, they were good enough to win playoff games. Yeah, I mean, they were going to be like the five seed if he stays healthy. And... It got overlooked. The Bengals, with all their offensive line issues, they went out and added three offensive linemen that a lot of, including a, a tackle in Wael Collins. That yeah, he's good. Uh, re- rejuvenates their line. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors in Cincinnati about Stephon Gilmore joining that defensive secondary. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're clearly going for it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll tell you about Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. The Oxford Film Festival, March 23rd. That's tomorrow. Runs through March 22nd. 27th, sorry. You can find the schedule of events and much more about that at ox-film.com. Tons of people in town this weekend for baseball, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. And then Double Decker just around the corner back in its normal time slot the weekend of April 23rd. Mississippi State, Ole Miss Baseball, Grove Bowl, double-decker, a lot of stuff. So if you would like some dinner reservations, if you like hotel reservations, better get on that right now. Again, that is visitoxfordms.com slash events. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for the better part of 75 years. If you are looking for any kind of jewelry, whether it's wedding rings, engagement rings, children's jewelry, watches, or anything in between, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lamonsfinejewelry.com, 662-234. Two seven seven seven. We're also brought to you by ACS. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider. Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialists, they've got you covered. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. Uh, go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, and get 20% off your purchase at Game Changer. Uh, we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to DeadSoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 25% off the best socks you have ever put on your feet. And don't forget the NCAA tournament going, NBA, all sorts of things still happening. You can bet on those things at BroThrow. It's BroThrow.com. Uh, stop paying the juice and bet with your friends on BroThrow. So, uh, let's see. We started off the top of the show, mentioned that uh, I don't mean, I know it's weather-related. Who knows tonight, Ole Miss and Memphis. Um, supposed to be at 6 o'clock, supposed to be at AutoZone. It looks like it actually is clearing out around 6 or 7. It's going to rain really heavily in the uh, in, in the in the Mid-South prior to that today, and it's kind of an AutoZone park decision, so I have no idea how conservative or not they would be in playing this game tonight. I'm pulling up a Memphis forecast. Um, nothing likes me right now. Uh, Memphis at noon is 99%, goes to 100. At 1, 2, 3, at starting at 4 o'clock, it drops to 74, then to 72. It's 52% at 6, and then it kind of clears out. Like you said, I don't know anything about their field or what they are willing to do or not do or whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's again, it's autos. It's autos. I mean, it's not. My guess is, if you're playing, you're not playing right at six. It feels like the game could happen at seven o'clock if they want the game to happen at seven o'clock. Yeah, it's sort of what it looks like. Yeah. Do they? I mean, they need the game. Get a doubleheader tomorrow here. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. A busy week, frankly, playing five games. Is it's a lot to ask with a bullpen that. 
if I'm Mike, I don't. Because you almost got to throw one. Not throw one, but you better out hit them. I mean, once you cannot waste a bunch of dudes to try to win these games against Memphis this week. Well, not with Tennessee, Tennessee coming, coming to town because they're going to have your hands full because Tennessee hits too. I mean, you're going to – it'll be an interesting weekend of baseball that is going to lead to overreactions. One way or the other. Yes. They two out of three, and it, Omaha, here we come. Yeah. And you lose two out of three, and oh, God, the program is over. Or can you it's imagine the there. sweep one way or the other? Oh, God. Yeah, for everybody's sanity, we kind of just need a two-to-one. A two to one. Just just somebody go two-to-one. No, I, I want to get up on Sunday morning, and it'd be one-to-one. One. We go, hey, you know what? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all, just, it's all just good. Just one game. Because, I mean, we're getting down in the weeds. Like, I mean, again, I love all of you. Keep posting. I saw some message board posts of, well, you know, they hadn't really had a road series yet. And then it's baseball. Like, okay. like it's, it's They did have a road series. They went to Auburn. No, no. Tennessee. Oh. They've been playing home all oh, year. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, they're coming to Oxford. Like, okay. But, yeah. It's, 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 it's also March. You just don't want to get buried in March. Auburn is paying Butch a lot of money. It's up over a million a year. I mean, his job is not in trouble. I don't mean that. He went to Omaha in 19. But those crowds, other than Saturday, sucked. There was nobody there. They just... I'll excuse him on Friday because of the NCAA tournament. Even though it was... Yeah. The game was over by four hours. Still. But, yeah, that Saturday crowd was pretty day. Nobody there. It's just so weird to me as a guy who used to cover them, and when I covered them, that it was a hot ticket. They always I had think it was Thursday, and I get it Thursday night. The Thursday night crowd is the one that sparked me when I went, oh. Yeah. Because, again, you're not necessarily going to be sold out on those Thursday nights, but that's not a big park. It's a small park. Yeah, it's, what, 4,000? It's 4,000. I think they had 4,900 on Saturday. Uh, I mean, just eyeballing – 2200 on Thursday night. I mean, something like that. Yeah. I mean, like. I turned it on for a minute. There weren't many people there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I mean, they haven't really been good in 20 years. It's been a, it's been a minute. They've had a, they've had a moment here and there, but they, they had a couple of bad coaches. They had yeah. Renfro and, um, um, I'm the guy right after that. And I'm. They've been to playing. Omaha, what? Once in the last 10 years? Just 19. Yeah. Yeah. They got really hot and. Team that could hit, hit, hit. Ran through the postseason in 19. They were really good in like 10 or 11, but I think they got beat. I don't think they got to Omaha. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's been that. Yeah. No, and they've had big stretches of losing. Yeah. And they were bad last year. Yeah. They went like 10 and 20 last year. When you're in a division with five schools that take it as seriously as those five schools do. Yeah. When you're Auburn, Alabama, you just kind of go, oof. Yeah. Eh. Hard to kind of match the commitment level. Well, I mean, I saw their schedule. And of their 10 weekends, and I think I have this right, it was eight ranked teams in Kentucky and Alabama on their 10 SEC mm. weekends. Mm. And like it was like one, four, five, seven, nine, thirteen. 13. It's like, well, yep. I mean, no you break. could be kind of decent and sure. wake up 5 and 11. I mean. Which is kind of circling back. Just the – Reminder that this weekend, it's two really good teams. Somebody's going to lose a series. And someone's going to lose a series. And it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Brian Rippey, in his kind of – the one thing he wrote, and you've said this too, so it's not like he had a yeah. – but he, he really dove into it. And he's right. He used the word that I would use, which is the one thing Ole Miss has to get fixed. It's beyond the winning and losing is they've got to get their starting pitching – fixed to where guys go deeper in games. Yeah. The word he used was sustainable. The way that they're doing pitching like last weekend. Before, you can't make the bullpen get 15 outs a night. Yeah, weekend after weekend after weekend. That will eventually bite With you. With a bunch of freshmen mainly. That will eventually eat you up. Yeah. And you wrote about Darty and his start as maybe, okay, that's something you can build on. They've, they, it's something they have to build on for them to – it's not even about Omaha and stuff. It's about surviving what's coming in the league where – it's weekend after weekend. The we haven't even gotten to the grind of it yet. The fourth weekend, the fifth weekend, and the Tennessee sixth has done weekend. that. Tennessee's found a way to get some young arms to go deeper and yeah. do some things. Yeah, which allows you to be fresher later. Yeah, because if you're if you're tired and beat up on a pitching standpoint, you get mm -hmm. into weekend number seven in the SEC and you run into a hot team. Yeah, it can get 
rough quick. That can get a rough, ugly weekend fast. Yeah, have the hiccups, don't have the throw-ups, as they say. That's right. Lose two out of three, don't get yeah, swept, yeah. and move on about your uh, about your day. And try to establish some pitching where you can build on it the next weekend. Yeah. So, Ole Miss, Tennessee, two nights games, 6.30 Friday, 7 o'clock Saturday, one thirty on Sunday. And then again, as of now, 9.23, 6 o'clock tonight from AutoZone, tomorrow night, 6.30 from Swayze Field here in Oxford for the Rebels and the Tigers. So, uh, sorry for the weirdness for the podcast today. Did the best we could. It appears to be a much larger issue than just us. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got some text about it. We will uh, be back tomorrow, God willing. We'll talk to you then. Uh, again, we'll have coverage later in the day, a couple different things from uh, from that and more. So take care. Have a good day.